0: You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, episode number 31 with Saima Ali, MD. Hello, 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 lovely people. Let's talk about taxes today. It's almost time. April is around the corner and some of us are dreading it and some of us are looking forward to it, but nobody can avoid it. So we all have to go through this process. Let's talk about tax refund versus owning tax first so if we've talked about it before that a government takes a piece of our money before we even see it because what was happening in the past before um, irs started taking out money from the checks was that april was coming around and people did not have the tax money saved up and they were not able to pay the irs so what the irs decided was that it would take the money out before people would even see it thus if you are employed and you are getting a check then on your pay stub you see all the money that has been taken out before for federal taxes for state taxes for social security and any other things Now, if you are expecting a refund at the end of the year or in April, then that means you have paid too much money to the IRS over the year. The money that you are getting refunded is your money. This is not just extra money that the IRS got and they are giving it to you. I feel like some people have that impression that they're getting some sort of money back but this is your money. This is your money that you paid to the government and you paid too much throughout the year and now you are getting that money back. That is not necessarily a good thing. It is actually not a good thing because what you're doing is you are lending the IRS your money for the whole year with 0% return. The government, the IRS is not paying you any interest on it And you are basically letting them alone and you are not getting any compensation for it. No interest, no dividends. You could have invested this money and maybe gotten some return. And this money could have also depreciated for possible inflation for the last year. So getting a refund is not a good thing. But at the same time, we don't want to... Or oh, a lot of money at the end uh, either in april so it is very uh, crucial to make the right adjustments when he, when we are doing the benefits form in november october october november december that's when usually your employer will ask you to fill out the benefits form so it's very crucial to make the right amount of dependents that you will be claiming for the next year so that you are not giving too much to the IRS and at the same time, you are not holding too much so that you may end up owing a lot of money in April. What a lot of uh, business owners have to do is that they end up paying their tax every three, four months. So if you own your own business, you are paying yourself. So you have to hold taxes for yourself or for your company And if you let a slide for the whole year, then it can be substantial amount of money. So for small business owners or for any business owners, usually they are paying taxes throughout the year. The IRS website has a really good calculator that you can use to estimate what your tax penalty liability will be for the following year. And what is the best way to maximize, optimize your withholding. I will put a link for the calculator in the notes now the next question is can you do taxes yourself well if you have very simple tax return to file let's say you are employed you only have one job you get a w-4 at the end of the year and you're you have you are not going to itemize your deductions then it is usually a very straightforward process it's Barely two pages long, and you can file your taxes for free on the IRS website. And they, of course, there are so many other softwares as well that let you do it. I think HR Block has one, TurboTax has one where they let you file your taxes for free if your taxes are simple and straightforward. But if your taxes are not simple and straightforward, if you have multiple jobs, if you have multiple sources of income, be it dividends, or other pensions, anything that is coming through. And also if you have any sort of business and you're going to have deductions and you may have to itemize your deductions, then it's probably a better idea to get a professional to do it. Tax law is not very straightforward. There's a lot of tax laws and there's a lot of rules and obligations and some that you can avoid and some that you have to follow. So if you have complicated tax, then let the professionals do it. But at the same time, it's good to understand the basic terminology and the basic questions that you can ask your accountant and make sure that your taxes are being filed correctly. Not everybody is familiar with all the other things that come into play i realized last year that i had because i was contributing to rata back to rata ira and i was making contribution for the 529 accounts that my i had to file additional forms and uh, even my accountant was not familiar with those forms and i had to do the research and help them file those forms So uh, when you are deciding who your accountant, who your professional is going to be, try to interview them beforehand and ask them questions, especially pertaining to your particular situation. The tax filing is very particular to each individual situation. Even if you have the same job, you could have one or two different scenarios going on and your tax return can be completely different from another person very important to get professionals on board if anything complicated and professionals who really understand and know what they are doing. Now I mentioned standard deduction and itemization a couple of times. What do those terms actually mean? Before we go to those terms, let's look at the tax brackets. Each year the tax brackets change. What that means is what percentage you your income is being taxed at if you for 2019 year if you make between zero to nine thousand five hundred twenty five as an individual then your tax rate is ten percent for married filing jointly zero to nineteen thousand four hundred is taxed at ten percent and then the tax brackets go up the higher income that you are making so if you are making between 157k to 200k then you are taxed 32% and for married it's filing jointly it's a little bit higher the way those tax brackets work is that everybody pays the same percentage of tax at the lower level. So for example, so if you are single and you are making $100,000 a year, then the first money earned, the first estimated 10000 will be taxed at 10%. The following 9525 to 38000 is going to be, taxed at 12%. Now, I am not putting the exact numbers for the income. You can look these up there on Google. You can Google them. So, I'm just trying to make it a little simple to articulate in the podcast. And so, everybody pays the same percentage of tax. Now, when they go up to 82000 to 100000 then that income is taxed at 24%. So the percentages is different for the amount of income level that you go up to. And it, the basis is the same for everybody. But the higher income you have, then the higher tax that you are paying. Now, you notice that the lowest tax bracket is $0 to around $9,000. So And that um, bracket is 10%. So does that mean that even if you're not making any money that you have to pay tax that year? This starts from zero and that's where the standard deduction comes in. The standard deduction says that this is the money that you can claim on your taxes and this is the money that you re- you can reduce your income by. The standard deduction for 2019 are 12200 if you are filing single and $24,400 if you are filing married and filing jointly. And what this means that the first $12,200, your income, you don't have to show to the government and you have to show to the government, but you don't have to pay tax on it. And the government is not going to ask you any question on it. Now you have two options. You can either take the standard deduction on your taxes, or you have or you have to itemize your spendings. What itemization means is that you tell government, okay, I made this much money, but then I had this, 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 and this expense throughout the year, and my expenses were high, so I should not be paying that high of a tax. You cannot do both. You cannot take the standard deduction and the itemized deduction. You take one or the other. So if you feel your expenses were low for this year, then the easy thing to do is take the standard deduction, take the 12200 And uh, what that means that if you made $80,000 last year, then you tell the government that you made $80,000 last year, but you are taking the standard deduction. And if you are a single, then that means you are taking $12,200 deduction. And that would put your tax bracket, uh, tax income, taxable income at $78,800. So the government will see it as if you made $78,800 last year and that's the income that you will be taxed on. And if you are married filing jointly, then the standard deduction you could take is $24,400. So again, if you made $80,000 last year and you decide to take the standard deduction, then the government will say, okay, you will be taxed as if you made $55,600. And even though you still have to show the government that you made all this extra money, but that's the money that IERS will say, okay, we're not gonna tax you on that and we're not gonna ask you any questions on it. Itemization is when you are going to list all your expenses that you had for the year when do you do itemization you do itemization if you feel that your deduction would be higher than the standard deduction let's say for the 2019 year you spent twenty thousand dollars in home mortgage interest or you had significant amount of charitable contribution that you are allowed to deduct then you would uh, opt for the itemized deduction and again the point of the itemized deduction is to lower your taxable income if you will be taking the itemized deduction then it's a really good idea to save up all your receipts and all the payments that you have made for that year so that you can show the government if they ask for it that's the audit that could come out and government will say okay you said that you spent this much money here and there show us the proof the three big itemizations that people usually have are one charitable contributions to state local taxes and then home mortgage interest there's also a really good tax projection calculator on the irs website You can plug in your numbers and see how much money you may have to pay the government or you may be getting back. Another thing that I wanted to point out is that if you you are self-employed, if you have your own business, then it is a very good idea to start a solo 401k. You can make both employee and employer contributions to solo 401k. So you will be able to contribute more than the annual allowance, which is 19500 for this year. So you can give yourself a match depending on how much you want to contribute. So you can make the employee contribution and then the employer contribution as a match. If you are doing your own taxes, then you can find the form 1040 on the IRS website and it is pretty straightforward self-explanatory it will tell you to enter your income first so all your wages salaries and you may have to attach a w-2 to the tax return and then any interest you've earned any qualified dividends you've earned any ira distribution any pension any capital gains from your investments, social security benefits, and this is all the different forms of incomes that you could have and it also says any other other income. And then uh, you basically add all these numbers and this will be your total income for the 2019 or for that particular year. And I am looking at the form 1040 for 2019. So this will be line 7B then you subtract you subtract all the qualifying deductions from that and you get your adjusted gross income adjusted gross income is the net net income and this is the income that is taxed then there's another section that lets you calculate how much you have paid in taxes for last year so that's the amount you can enter from your w-2 that's the income the earned income credit that you can claim the child tax credit that you can claim and this will be your total payments that you've made and to calculate either refund or the amount you owe you obviously subtract from the two numbers and you'll end up with if you have a positive then that's the money you owe to the government and if it's negative then that's the money that the government will owe you so if you have simple straightforward w-2 then it may be worth it to do your own taxes and especially if you don't have other complexities as owning your own business then uh, it may be worth it but for tax purposes usually better to get the professionals to do it because there are just so many rules and so many regulations that it's better to be in the professional's hands anyways that's about it for tax filing in april there there's so much more there are so many other things to consider FICA, fira, hsa contributions uh, rmd it just goes on and on But I think for a basic understanding, this is good, just understanding the basic terminology, the difference between standard deduction versus itemized deduction. And just so we sound a little bit educated when we talk to our accountants. So we may talk about other things in later episodes, but uh, this is it for today. And I just wanted to remind you again to please check out my course. I worked very hard on it. It, It's very, very valuable from basically everything that I've learned. I've tried to make it very concise and very high yield to the point. And I really think everyone will benefit from it a lot. So please do check that out as well. I'll leave a link in the notes as well. And that's it for this week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.